In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. From the Christmas Gospel. There were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. We can observe two things about these very familiar verses. First, the word translated as tidings is the word from which we get our word evangelism which means to proclaim the good news. Thus, the shepherds, or the angel, evangelized the shepherds, telling them the good news and inviting them to come to Jesus. Second, this is a strange way of publishing such important news. God changed human history by becoming man. Then he let people know not with a thunderous proclamation from heaven to be heard and heeded by all, but by sending an angel to tell some shepherds in a remote location in a field somewhere. Meanwhile, the world at large didn't know anything about it. This stands in contrast with the way the other big news in the gospel was published. A decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed, which really means to be counted in a census so that they could be taxed. Caesar published his news in every place and demanded that people respond to it. That's why the Holy Family was in Bethlehem. The contrast is timeless. Those who want to control and influence people in the world, make public pronunciations and demands, often coupled with threats and warnings. In our time, people engage in a marketing blitz, or they try to get their product or thing to blow up on social media so that all will see it. But God continues to proclaim his good news quietly, in remote locations, to unlikely people. God doesn't need to yell or threaten or persuade or sell because God's word has intrinsic power. As God said through Isaiah the prophet in chapter 55, verses 10 and 11, as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth in bud. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The intrinsic power of God's word is shown in the fact that we are here tonight 
to worship Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And Caesar Augustus is a small paragraph or chapter in an ancient history book. This teaches us an enduring lesson about news. At the time of Christ, the attention of most people was focused most likely on the census and the threat of more taxes or some other complaint about the Roman leadership or the Jewish leadership coupled with some plan to fix the problem. Whatever news caught people's attention, it stirred up contagious anxiety and fear. However, viewed in retrospect, the only news that really mattered in the long run was the quietly published good news of what happened in Bethlehem. And so it is today. We live in an age of breaking news and urgent messages. We are overwhelmed by the sheer volume of critical communication that begs for our attention. If we never turned on the phone or the computer, we would never know that there are so many things to be afraid of or anxious about. We would never know that there are so many products that we just can't live without. And yet, the only real important news is still Emmanuel. God is with us. The presence of Christ with us redeems everything, even the bad things. And the absence of Christ causes all things even the good things, to eventually wither and decay and disappoint us. We can do all things through Christ, but without Christ, all we have is temporary things. The great and timeless good news of Emmanuel is highlighted by Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, where St. Paul writes, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christmas is an invitation to build our lives around the good news that God sends quietly to those who have ears to hear, instead of building our lives around the anxiety-provoking news that constantly distracts us from the thing that really matters. If we want to respond to the message of the angel, we must reorient our attention. We must develop a new priority in our consumption of news. For we are so easily drawn into the latest buzz, the daily dose of excitement, anxiety, or fear that inflames our emotions and keeps our reactive brains on high alert. But for some reason, we resist the daily encounter with God's word that ministers to the deepest places of our hearts and causes us to think the thoughts of God. On Christmas, God sends his messengers again to proclaim the good news, calling his elect 
to come to Jesus, to believe in him, to trust him, to follow him. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. As St. John says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.